Hi. Hey, and welcome Hi. back to Soothe Sounds with Emma Eight and Eight o'clock at the Oasis. Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really mixing metaphors there. Well, here we are, guys. Welcome back to yet another episode of the TCT, also known as the Transcontinental Tea. And it is indeed. It's transcontinental still because I remain in New York City and Hannah is in the United Kingdom. And I remain united with my kingdom. <laughs> Quite. I am less attached to the American <laughs> political system, but here I am. So. We wouldn't call it a kingdom. We wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would say it's more like a... Um, Fiefdom. Would you, would you say dictatorship? <laughs> you know all the, the serfs, serfdom? You remember that? Where, like, mm, yep, one yep, really yep. rich person had a bunch of, like, slaves, but they weren't called slaves. They were called serfs. Right, right. right. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Big old wig there. It's fine. We're Stop. all fine. How um, the heck are you? Well, it's Labor Day here in the States, and I find that ironic for me because I've literally done nothing today except eat fried yeah. rice and drink iced coffee, so. There's been a lack of laboring, should we say. There's not, but you know, I labored for the military for so long that like, I really deserve this. Yeah, I mean, I got out of bed, so <laughs> I am entitled to whatever I want. I Thank you. the dog, okay. Okay. There's, okay. This, there's, there's this girl on TikTok who does this video where she pretends to basically be like the anti-vax nurses in her DMs and she does this voice for them and she goes, I'll have you know that I am a registered nurse. No offense. No offense, but I'm gonna have to unfollow. Okay. <laughs> Read the like the facts on Facebook. And she just does this like insufferable voice. And I'm like, I cannot think of anything more accurately personified mm-hmm. than the voice applied to those women. So at you, I don't know your username, but that was funny. So good job. At you. Great work. <laughs> we credit our sources, obviously. We're a thoroughly researched podcast. <laughs> I spent five whole minutes on BuzzFeed finding a quiz earlier, so don't tell you me. I don't one work. thing that happened two years ago on an obscure YouTube channel? I do. <laughs> <laughs> if the men find out, we can shape shift. If the men find out, we can shape shift. They're going to tell, tell the church. <laughs> Accurate. Call me Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's the best. I'm sorry. That, that's the best video on YouTube as far as uh, I'm concerned. Oh, how animals eat. Close second. It was, you Close know, it was, second. when it first came out, so funny. And now it's like. Oh, every I time know. I watch it, I'm just crying. I'm crying. <laughs> I think giraffe is probably my favorite personally. <laughs> no, my favorite is the whale. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> What about, what's the one where he just takes it and he throws it? Because that's been made into a meme format now. Oh, I don't know. But the crocodile's good. Because it's like. There's, it's not the same video, but it's like someone sits down. It's a table. There's two guys, right? And like, yeah. they each have a bowl of cereal. One guy's already sitting down. And he, other guy sits down. And he puts the bowl of cereal in front of him. And the guy just like looks at the guy that handed him the cereal, takes the bowl and flings it across the room. <laughs> so people will be like, me, my common sense. <laughs> and they throw the bowl. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. Relatable. <laughs> it's so good that I have 
so much common sense and I would never do that. So, <laughs> so I wanted to share the post that I sent you earlier today okay. as part of my chit chat. So okay. I was on Instagram. Having my phone at work is still a new thing for me. I didn't have it for years. Super weird. So, yeah. So it's interesting to me and I am therefore constantly on guard against distractions because having my phone is just not something I'm used to. So I was taking a quick, a quick break <laughs> and I was on Instagram. And of course I was like, what should I send to Emma right now? And I saw, I saw this. Because I am always on her mind. Let's just be honest. <laughs> always. <laughs> I saw this post and it took me a minute to read through it right. and understand what was one. happening. Yeah. And I full on had to like, hold my head to my knees to stop from violently laughing. I thought it was so funny. And I, I was trying to type as I was like trying to, you know, just cover the laugh. So I was like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> business cat, just sure, like, sure. this is business. business. Um, yeah. Numbers, numbers, numbers. <laughs> work with numbers. That's, but they're very busy. So. I feel comfortable using legal jargon in my everyday life. I object. <laughs> Briefcase. Um, so, yeah. so, so literally I, I was like, yeah, this is, this is business for sure. So it's a missed connections thing, which if you don't know what that is, basically people put, they used to put an ad in like the newspaper, but they put an ad online now that's basically like, if you were this person, X, Y, or Z, you know, you left your phone or I wanted to get your number or I stole a cucumber out of your basket, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> For various purposes. <laughs> Salad. So <laughs> Salad is nefarious if you really think about it. That lettuce, what is it doing? <laughs> what is it doing for your life? Nothing. <laughs> um. So anyway, so <laughs> in misconnections, the tagline that I saw and I was like, what is you farted in Kroger yesterday, Midtown? And I was I'm like, catching. what? <laughs> and I, For I anyone who doesn't know, Kroger is a grocery store primarily in the Midwest. Yes. Yeah. And I, I didn't quite get it. And I was like, mm -hmm. maybe this is going to be like a scathing review. I don't understand what's happening because right. I didn't really focus on the misconnections part. So I was just drawn in. And here is what it said. Right. Age 31. Male. <laughs> you were the tall brunette with the near perfect body that farted in the bread section I last night. One quick question. What is near perfect? I don't know. I mean, listen to the rest of this and he's flawed. So <laughs> <laughs> you farted in the bread section last night. I can't say it without laughing, honestly. Can you read the rest of it? Because I'm just yes. going to laugh my way through it. And so I just want everyone to know that this has been... Hannah is adorably out of the loop most of the time because this has been circulating the internet for God knows how long. I wish the date was posted on this because it was, it seriously makes its way to Instagram and to Pinterest and to Tumblr and to Reddit periodically. I caught it on the back end of its journey as it was returning home. And All right, back it up. <laughs> Another 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> it had bags under its eyes it hadn't seen home for a I'm while. So oh, he's a tourist. All right. <clears throat> we're Honestly. Gonna, we're going to start from ground zero and move forward. Okay. You farted in Kroger yesterday, man for woman, 31, Midtown. You were the tall brunette with the near perfect body that farted in the bread section last night. 
I was the tall guy next to you that looked over and asked, was that you? You quickly replied, no, it wasn't me. You almost seemed insulted, I would ask. As the stint grew, you continued to deny your flatulence, but it was evident. I tried to get rid of the stench by waving not one, but two loaves of ciabatta bread. You proceeded to storm off in an angry manner. You are beautiful, even if you are a liar and fart like a Clydesdale. I'd love to Clydesdale. Sorry, I'd love to meet up. And misconnection. <laughs> so I should explain. One, I'm extraordinarily uncomfortable with bodily functions. I know that people have them. I know that everybody does it. It's fine. I personally have never met a bodily function that I want to talk about. Which is hilarious because Hannah and I used to do the bathroom girl trip together all the time. All the time. All the time. So, and and the thing is, like, there's no part of me, there's no part of me Uh that is like, if someone asked me, do you go to the restroom? I would say no. Like, there's no part of me. But any other detail besides restroom or bathroom, no. You don't need to know. You don't need to be there. If there are people, I was talking about this the other day with a friend of mine, which is weird, but that's fine. So <laughs> if um, there are people. I'm sorry. A, <laughs> we didn't talk about this. Friend. If there are people <laughs> in a public restroom, maybe I'm alone in this, but I fully wait as long as my body can hold until as many people as, as possible sure, are sure. out. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be alone. I want to be alone. Regardless so, of the function? Regardless. Interesting. Because everyone's going to know. quiet. Okay, I get that. Like, I have, I've always been, especially with the military, at first I really suffered with this. I was, like, really pee shy when we first started doing urinalysis. Like, it was really hard for me. You have no idea. Let me just do this bodily function that I previously have only ever done privately, unless I was with, like, my friends, my close friends, in front of you, a stranger. That was very hard for me. So I I literally had to get to the point where I was going to pee myself Mm -hmm. to make urinalysis possible. Because... For everyone who doesn't know this, you need to break the stream to be able to do this. Like, don't make your first function of the day this urinalysis. Like, go first, chug even more water, and then you're good. But also, how close they are to you is not something that you can explain to people who haven't experienced it. Because (laughs) even if you're going to the bathroom with your friend, you're not, like, eye to eye with them. Just, like, staring them down. Yeah, you're not like, tell me! out your day <laughs> like you're not ne- taking a knee and like eye level with them whereas with your analysis they have to make sure that you're not swapping anything so they're literally like in your grill like a football coach leaning over they're like all right what do you got going on in there like, that shape that you shaved there <laughs> it's like that we're here we're talking about we're talking about this with okay okay oh. so Anyway, yes, I, I get the quiet bathroom thing because of that drama. So yeah, it would believe it or not, it's less stressful to me when it's like super busy because then I can just fade into the bushes sure, and then it's sure. fine. But the point being, I really am uncomfortable with bodily functions. I don't talk about it with anybody. I, I don't talk about it. And so for some reason, even saying the word fart or like fart joke makes me laugh because I'm so uncomfortable. So the phrase fart like a Clydesdale, I I couldn't. I could could not. I could not. If I were her and I read that misconnection, I'd be like, I wasn't that insulted until you compared me to to a Clydesdale and and 
now I'm feeling some kind of way about myself. Like, fun fact: I used to um, my Josie and I one night, like we were hanging out at the house in Georgia, and we were like, "Let's like see who the misconnections are on Craigslist," and we oh, found okay. and we found someone that we work with on there. Oh wow! And they weren't doing a misconnection; they were doing like a dating profile on Craigslist. And so we screenshot it and we sent it to him and he was like, he didn't even deny it. He, he was like, he, he didn't have the like wherewithal to be like, oh, I didn't set that up. Someone's doing it for me. We wouldn't have believed him, but at least you would have lied. But he was like, he panicked and said, he's like, how did you find that? And we were like, dude, you need to stop assuming that people around here aren't desperate enough like you to go on Craigslist. And therefore other people who are actually seeking a misconnection or a dating profile are going to see you. I just so congrats. I, I would I I would never do a misconception. No. I wouldn't do it. No. I I mean, first of all, it's very 90s when like apps and social media didn't really exist. I'm just saying I'm immediately in the Pina Colada song, which is weirdly juxtaposed because on the one hand it's super catchy and on the other hand you're singing about an infidelity that happily ends in them getting back together after both cheating on each other with, with each, each other, other. <laughs> so it's a very weird nuanced song but the point being like i'm immediately there thinking of misconnections mm -hmm. like i was tired of my lady we've been together too long <laughs> and, and then i'm like <gasps> Cause I'm very conflicted while I'm listening. Cause I'm enjoying it and I'm liking the song and it's so catchy. And then I'm like, no, I don't like this. I don't support your choices. And then, <laughs> then I'm enjoying the song. So. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Morality. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, Hannah got a kick out of that little misconnection there. And I'm glad that we all could share this moment together. This, so it was very entertaining. <laughs> so may the next generation also get to see it. Yeah. But, um, do I have anything else? Uh, no, that's my tea. I was about to talk about this thing that just happened. It, it was the, I live in New York City, so when I say it's weird, like, it's probably weird. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> Rap man is normal, so it's weird. Uh, um, but my main question, which Hannah didn't answer, but she read, well, she did answer it. My question was, did Brexit impact wizard travel in the Harry Potter universe? Yes. Okay, so what do you do then? Because now there's a whole question about like flu powder regulation yeah. and the whole like, you can't just, people are apparating. So what do you just set up apparition alarms for any foreigner now? It's exhausting. Well, and the Irish question is really difficult when it comes to apparating because mm -hmm. Northern Ireland and Ireland, Ireland proper, mm -hmm. very close. If you operate on the border, a la bucket, it, it's very difficult to know which one you're in. Yeah. So to be honest with you, it's made it a nightmare, but mostly they're doing what we're doing for non-wizard muggle travel which is as long as you live in the eu you pretty much have a pass you just go in a different lane at the airport like okay. you don't have to re you don't have to request a visa there's some travel regulations but it's mostly still the, the same free travel agreement plus or minus a few hit like hiccups well we got in and out of europe just fine when we traveled so i imagine as a wizard it's even easier so yeah. Although, again, I'm, I'm wondering about flu powder shortages because most of it we've made on the continent. We don't produce it here. So. Mm, yeah. Lots of questions there. So if you're a wizard, my first question is, do you know Albus and does he have my letter? And my second question is, what's going on with you guys? Are you holding up? Are you doing okay? So let us know. Okay. Can I ask one more thing real quick? Yeah. 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 I know you haven't watched Bridgerton, but I'm going to ask in the 
bleak hope that you have surprised me and watched it even though you haven't you're adorable. looking at you and yeah <laughs> okay so i rewatched bridgerton this week because it was tuesday it's fine so <laughs> i rewatched and on wednesdays i do get more girls so <laughs> and on wednesdays whole other conversation we could have there Anyway, so I was watching Bridgerton and I, much like when you rewatch a show that you haven't seen a hundred times, you come across things that you didn't notice in the first mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I noticed was that it, they made a point about, I, I really didn't get that it was about the family. I thought that Bridgerton was the name of the city, but it's London. So Bridgerton is the last, the surname of the family that the show is based around. Anyway. Probably anybody with eyes is like, you're an idiot. Of course that happened. You're an idiot. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> so, but one of the details that I came across was mm -hmm. that they have a family tradition, the Bridgerton family, okay. of naming each child in alphabetical order. So the oldest oh. is Antony. The second oldest is Benedict. The third oldest is Colin. Then Daphne. Then uh, I think Eloise and then Francesca. And then Gregory and Hyacinth. They need to stop. I was going to say, what are your thoughts? Because I kind of like it. I like the the naming them alphabetically thing. Yeah. I don't like that you have to have enough kids for it to be super noticeable. <laughs> I, I really liked it. And then it made me question my choices about only wanting to have, like, a couple of kids. And mm -hmm. then I remembered that you have to give birth to them. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm over here, like... I still live in fantasy land of like, I want to have four max because I have three siblings. And while technically my sister's my only biological sibling, I grew up for the most part yeah. with having three. Yeah, and I right. really like that environment. So if I could provide that for my kids, but then I'm like, can, can you and I, can we handle that? I don't know. I don't know if you and I. Well, Luke and I want to adopt. And so I'm like, now. I have a whole world of possibilities, but then it gets complicated because you can't always name the adopted child. So <laughs> as they already have one and they're 10 and that's like, are you sure you don't want to change it? And then, you know, it's complicated because then you're like, okay, but whatever child you match me with, I'm going to love so much. Their name has to start with B. Can you just help me out? So, or they have to be open to changing it. I, 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 I can only work within the constructs that I'm given. If they don't respond to it yet, that's fine too. <laughs> Have you seen someone try to change their dog's name? I'm thinking of Lorelai Gilmore when I'm thinking of this. I'm going to oh go with Popo, and then I'm going to go with Chuchi, and then I'm going to go with Cha-Cha. You're going to name the dog Cha-Cha? No, I'm going to name the dog Paulenka. <laughs> so, but, like, we're slowly getting there. So maybe you can do that with kids. Sure. I mean, they're not super cognizant until a certain age. Why not? Yeah. I don't remember Disney, which my mom is still super upset about. So I won't take a kid to Disney before 10. You... There are people who are like, oh, I remember when I was two. No, you don't. Biologically and psychologically, there are very few solid memories that you form before the age of like five and very, very few that stick with you enough to be able to talk about them before the age of seven. Yeah, mine are just trauma. That's why I remember them. <laughs> mine are just early childhood drama like so... all the rest of us. Moving swiftly on. So. <laughs> right, Actually, guys? Right? <laughs> this week, we are talking about the past and the present. And we're going to be talking and about... And why you should give me them. All the presents. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about advice. We're mm -hmm. going to be talking about mm -hmm. current questions that we both have. We've come up with them especially with 
formatted them, we've written them, quite hepped them, tipped them very, very questiony. So is it a punctuation? We, <laughs> we've questioned ourselves yes, quite a at lot. length. <laughs> at length. Often. And <laughs> daily. <laughs> and then we've also thought about questions that we've had previously that we wish we would have asked. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be bringing those to you. But of course, first, as Emma said, we are the transcontinental tea. And where would we be in life, honestly, if we didn't give you a tea of the week before we make you take a sip? I mean, we would not, we would be remiss to make you so parched. We, we would remiss it. We, we would re, <laughs> re miss it. Re missing it. We are. So that being said, we're just going to bring in a classic audio for you to enjoy. Cut. I love Stanley Tucci so much. Honestly, the fact that he had cancer and now he's fine brings me so much joy. I I mean, I, I was really worried died. when I read the headline, honestly. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's fine, he's fine, he's okay. He's fine. Your husband's like, okay. And you're like, relax. Luke, relax. Are you okay? Sammy's going to be fine. Anyway. So what's okay. this thing that happened? Tell okay. me your tea. Okay. So if you know me, you know that I have two dogs. And if you didn't know me, and this is your first time here, I would really encourage you to go way back in the episodes because this, you're just not ready to just, you, you can't just dive into an episode of the TCT with Hannah and I. Like you need to go back and get to know us, take the journey with us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're going to be like, you need therapy. Well, guess what? We're already in it. So. Well, guess what? My therapist already charges me double her other clients. So. Because <laughs> 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 I call her 10 times a day and she says that's quote inappropriate. So. She says, quote, stop calling me. <laughs> and do I listen? No. No. Because I'm an independent woman. <laughs> you can't tell me what to do therapist. So how should I improve my life uh, while we're here? So <laughs> while I'm telling you how to do your job real quick, <laughs> super quick sidebar, because who will we be anyway? No, I don't have a sidebar. My tea is that if you know me, you know, I have two dogs and I walk them about three times a day. I try to walk them every six to eight hours, sometimes longer, depending on like when I do their first walk, I'll stretch it out a little bit. Cause I'm like, well, otherwise I'm doing a walk within three hours of each other. I don't want to do that. So I digress. I was walking them. It's kind of late. It's on, I want to say it was Saturday night. It's around probably midnight, maybe 1230. And I live in New York City. This means nothing. So there's people out, people doing their thing. It's actually pretty busy on a Saturday night around here. So I'm walking them and we're at this like, we don't really have yards in my neighborhood, but we have like random plots where there's like a tree and there's like a little bit of mulch around it. And Lorelai prefers to do her business in those areas. So mm-hmm. we're there, she's sniffing around. And I look to my right and I see this woman and she's walking towards me. And I'm like, all right, whatever. She, she ducks down when she reaches me and she walks. So I'm going to like, here, I'm going to make like a, a scene for Hannah here and like show her. So this is me right here is my finger. Pretend Lorelai's right next to me. Yeah. Here's here's the woman. This is just if you're looking at us from the street, okay? Okay. Okay, so here's me. We're standing here. Blah, blah, blah. Lorelai, do your business. Here she is. She goes, Mark. And she crosses in front of me, and she sneaks along in front of me against the cars. Like, she's crouched, and she's, like, walking very slowly as if she doesn't want to be seen. And she just, she's going, and she's going. And I'm just like, 
<laughs> do you not see me? <laughs> no, uh, she sees you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I don't say anything to her. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> and so it's just the dogs and I were just watching her go like, do, do, do. It's kind of like, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. It's playing in her head or something. And she's just continuing on. And she like is like so, I don't know if she's drunk, but she like kind of like hit, like goes into the van. Like, <laughs> and she just continues walking. And she doesn't stand erect until she's like probably like 10 feet away from me. And I'm just like, I, I don't know what just happened here because I don't know. Is there someone on the other side of the street that you're trying to avoid seeing? Or like, do you think that like walking behind me is dangerous? And so you must therefore sneak in front of me. I think there's only two possible scenarios where this makes sense. One, you couldn't hear the very faint. Right, right. Possible in her head. I you can it. hear that playing. Uh, and that's your fault. That's your fault. So sorry, <laughs> that's sorry. on you. Or option two, the Pink Panther. She's all in the fabric along the wall, flipping herself <laughs> across the room. I'm telling you, it was like, I wish, it was just like I it was kind of like I felt like I was in a sitcom and like it's like I felt like I was a new girl, right? And I'm just a normal person on the street and Jess is drunk trying to get home and she just like <laughs> thinks that she's gonna sneak by people and she's being really, really conspicuous. It felt like that. And I was like, is someone filming us like to get my reaction here? Ashton! <laughs> get out of here, you, you nut. Come on out. No. So no, but she's she's just like she's just like creeping along. It was the oddest thing to happen to me. And I was just standing there, I was like, okay. And I just laughed at myself because I was like, well, that's gonna be my tea of the week. <laughs> and um, I have no idea what happened to her after that. So I hope that she made it home safely. And she scaled she, a building and she saved someone. How dare you? It's Batman. I was just too stupid to realize. It, so it was very much Kronk in the Emperor's New Groove when he's having his own themes on moment. <laughs> I was just like, do you ever have conversations with kids that are arguably better than your conversations with adults? Always. So this kid who is uh, friends of ours, their kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's not super talkative with me, but he's very, very imaginative How and very, he? very talkative. He's like three. Okay. So he's very, very talkative in general. But sure. he was carrying around his like little toy Batman and he had a Batman shirt on. And Batman's his favorite superhero. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was really thinking Spider-Man, but you <laughs> I wasn't so. sure. No, his dad always gets to play Spider-Man. So, yeah. Mm, okay, okay. So he was sitting there and I'm like, so... Tell me something about Batman, Caleb. Yeah. And he goes, well, Batman, the Batcave, it's under Britain. And I'm like, it's oh. under Britain. And he's like, yeah, it's where he goes. Okay, like, so oh, okay. quick sidebar, children with accents that aren't yours, super cute. I don't know why, but just adorable. Oh, yeah, he's he's hilarious, and he has a little British accent. So he's like, it's Batman just- lives <laughs> underneath Britain. <laughs> so, but anyway, and he, I'm like, so... So when he's driving the Batmobile, he just like goes into a cave and then all of a sudden he's under Britain. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, is that why the Batcave is so big? And he's like, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) What a dumb question. It all makes sense. (laughs) Um, I regularly think that like all the kids, so my friend Betsy has two, Ellie and Owen. And um, Ellie just turned, I think she just turned three. 
I need to check my sources. Don't quote me on that. And Owen is five. And so Owen's favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Okay. But we, I don't, I can't even pinpoint the conversations. You just talk, you just start talking to them and they're like, um, so did you know that? And they just tell you some like random crazy fact. And then you're like, really? They're like, yeah. And then like they, that's the, then they just walk away. That's the end of the conversation. And you're like, huh, I don't know really what happened here, but I feel, I feel educated. I, I had this habit that normal people would call lying when I was a kid. Mm. And I think it was compensating for the fact that like my parents were divorced. I think a psychologist sure, would sure. tell me that like I was trying to show bravado oh, and you were make friends child. and cope in such a difficult time, blah, blah, blah. It was lying. So here's what I would do. <laughs> so I spent the better part of what I recall is like a birthday party. But okay. I, I remember telling this story more than once. I spent the better part of a birthday party at people who knew my parents, okay? Convincing them that my dad worked for the Cleveland Zoo and therefore that he got to bring home animals and that the animals got to live in our backyard. And so I'd spend like the better part of hours, like hours explaining to people, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how we keep the hippo. You know, we have a saltwater pool, it makes total sense. I'm like six at this point. And I'm like, yeah, we can't really bring home too many animals at once. It's hard to manage, but we definitely bring home a giraffe every once in a while. That's how we trim our trees. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. genuinely, I mean, you know, this is my memory. So maybe the kids were like, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> in my memory, the kids were like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> so my dad would pick me up or whatever, and he'd be like, "Oh, how did that go?" And I'm like, "It was very successful. Thank you for having me." <laughs> I was the most popular kid at the party. <laughs> uh, I'm still there, but it's fine. I uh, I didn't lie, but I did cry a lot. So, oh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's different for everybody. <laughs> it's different. For Six, am I right? <laughs> uh, my tea of the week is again relatively boring comparison. We did some DIY this weekend, which was great. Aww. And hmm, love DIY. Ooh, D, and also known as D or die, depending on <laughs> or die, <laughs> DIY or die, whatever you'd like. Die, and... yeah, it's very specific. Okay, move on. Yeah, that was DIY. good. What'd you DIY? I. I painted the better part of a wall in our bedroom to make an accent wall. Hmm. We did some crown molding, peeling aesthetically. You don't have and popcorn ceilings, do you? No. Okay. But we're in a new build, so they don't do popcorn okay. ceilings. I want to know who was like, you know what's a great idea? If we paint it, but not really. You know what would be fun? Is if we made it look like little balls existed in a microbiome on the ceiling, and then <laughs> what they really was like the tiny balls, <laughs> and think, so they're all cottage cheesy. <laughs> I think what really happened was like we forgot our ladder, and we're supposed to do the ceiling today. So what I'm gonna do is take this really long paint pole and just dab it. That should work, right? No, in in Victorian like in Victorian houses, they did mm-hmm. it with glass bottles. So they'd roll the glass bottles around oh, and just go. Yeah, so they'd like roll it, and then the little rolls would become like the little the bubbles. You know, and I love the Victorian era, but that was a mistake. Inside those bubbles is asbestos. So, <laughs> ta-da! <laughs> okay, what color is your accent wall? My accent wall, it's green, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like a sage green, but darker. Mm-hmm. So it's like very like moody, but comforting mm-hmm. and warm, mm-hmm. but not too warm. I love it. 
I love green. You know you're a homeowner when you start saying things like accent wall. You know you're a homeowner when you talk about your home more than you talk about anything else. It's like when you have kids, I think. You just like immediately become this weird spokesperson for it. And you're like, do you know what to know about my house? Let me tell you the four things about my house that I've been thinking about today. And you're like, <laughs> literally nobody asked you. Nobody is interested. No one's curious. No one was like, I wonder what Hannah's house looks like. I'm just telling you. I heard you say, with your I wonder what Hannah's house is like. And therefore I feel behooved to tell you. So. It would be who of me to tell you. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a super dazzling or sparkling tea of the week, unfortunately, due to COVID-9-11. I I just didn't have it. Not all of us can have (gasps) a thinking woman. But. Okay. It is PSL season. Finally. Which, in my calendar, is a religious holiday. I do not go to work. (laughs) (laughs) From September until mid-November. You won't see see, see me. I am so sorry, but this is. Catch me at Starbucks. How about that? Catch my Starbucks. I swear. So literally I was waiting and September 1st came and went and there was nary a pistol. There was nary a PSL to be seen. And of course I was heartbroken. I wrote to my Kind of like that one time when you drove to get your PSL to like London. I literally, like, I'm so triggered right now. I've repressed that. So <laughs> there's a whole, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a whole episode where Hannah's tea is the PSL shortage of last year. So <sighs> just take yourself back. talk like, about famines. I'm like, <laughs> like, I think it's actually, it's one of our earliest. So go back to October of last year and you will see in the description, Hannah discusses the PSL shortage. So yeah, anyway, sad. hopefully this year that does not occur. Agreed. And I basically, I was waiting. September 1st came and went. I was very sad. I you know, <laughs> sought emotional support. It was fine. So September 2nd, the sign was out. <gasps> I pulled into my local Starbucks and the sign was out. And I, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I literally dropped my keys in my car. I was like, Brilliant! and just threw myself out my door. <laughs> like it was borderline physical comedy. I was like, <laughs> literally, I couldn't even open All the I'm door. Picturing is like, broke my window. I want to, what I'm picturing instead is hey, Luke is still driving and you're like, <gasps> and he's like, so Hannah and he looks over and you're just gone. <laughs> you know, that lady creeping across the road. That was me. It was like, just rolling out of my car and like man <laughs> walk inside Shh. <laughs> um we got it in mid-august so well aren't you cool we have a higher vaccination rate so <laughs> anyway <laughs> I did my part. <laughs> enjoy your masks so anyway i got my psl i've had mm-hmm. multiple psls since sure, then sure. and honestly my soul is it's warm can you hear it it's I like can, you can even feel it. it's emanating mm-hmm. And yeah, PSL a day keeps the doctor and Satan away. (laughs) So say it the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry. So those are our teas. We sipped them. We shared them. We keep them. And oh, (laughs) (laughs) brought to you by asthma. So I will say I've had actually more than one person say this to me. (laughs) Small brag that I've had. What what they call an asthma worthy voice, and I personally don't like to do asthma, but I took it to mean I have a voice for radio, and so here we are. You have a face for radio too. 
Anyway, so um, here's the point. We are going to give advice because obviously we are qualified to advise one another on major life issues. Yeah. And yep, 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 we're going to yep. do a little quiz right before that. Yeah, so, a mini quiz. So prepare thyselves. Prepare. Pre prepare. Oh, quick sidebar, quick sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me. It's not. It's not the Lion King, but it is a Disney movie. There's a guy who did a cover of "Make a Man Out of You," and it's not like it's not metal, but it's it's definitely rock, and it's really good. And it slaps. It did slap. <laughs> it does. It is so good. Like it's not. It's not like I don't think there's any like screaming portion. So it's not quite a date to remember, but it definitely has the more like rock vibe to it. And he's actually he's really good. So I heard it on TikTok, and I was like, what? <laughs> and now it's definitely on my saved songs. So. Great. Fun fact. Anyway. Great. <laughs> okay. So I hit myself in the face that time. <laughs> <laughs> when they say a song slaps, I tell you it, it stinks. It really stinks. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna brag, but <laughs> I'm a great dancer. So we do have a quiz, and it's nothing crazy, but how many of us? Who among us? Who among us? <laughs> Among Us has been singing a song, a classic song, and we become horrified to find out that we have been incorrectly singing it <gasps> for time immemorial. Who among us? Well, I count myself within that demographic. And <laughs> I saw an Instagram picture today that was like, oh, I have to look it up now, but it's okay. like Snape, 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 Lemon, and it's misquoting a lyric line. Okay. <laughs> amazing. Stay tuned. Okay. Anyway, Emma, as you were. Um, so I, after embarrassing myself multiple times, luckily never at karaoke because they put the words on the screen, but having a rude no. awakening at karaoke more than once and being <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> whoops-a-doodle. I have a quiz by, of course, BuzzFeed, which their quizzes are the only things that we endorse yeah. publicly, that will ask us the question, or ask us rather to answer the first lines of these insert number here. So there's 15. I don't know if we're going to do all of them, but the title. <gasps> I found it. Okay. <laughs> so when you're ready. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me the, the post. I will sing the song to you and see if you get it. Okay. Snape, 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 Menorah. Salt, Bobby, Lime. Snape, 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 Menorah. Snape it. I have oh. no idea. <laughs> Shake, 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 Sinora, shake your body line. I love that shake, song. Shake, 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 Sinora, shake it down the dime. 
Snape, 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 Menorah. Um, Salt Bobby Lime. That's a great song, first of all. One, great song. Beetlejuice. Two, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I'm sorry, Lorelei, could you please go lay down? She has thoughts. <laughs> I was like, I love that song. Um, okay, the title it's of It's a great song, it's laps. <laughs> is titled. Everyone knows these 15 songs, but no one can get the first lines right. Can you? <gasps> Probably not. <I'm> the <laughs> answer is definitely no, but we're going to do our best. Probably so not. I'm going to share my screen so that Hannah can well see dry. the options. All right. I am ready. Here we are. The first song, Queens, We Will Rock You. Buddy, your boy, I actually make know a it. big fuss. Noise. Noise. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, stand in the street, gonna be a big man someday, you got you mud so on your face. Because it's playing in the street, as we can see on the screen. So you did get one wrong, but it wasn't the first line, so you did it. But it wasn't the first line, so <laughs> it doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, since you've been gone, I can't believe people will get this lyric wrong, personally. Here's the thing, we started out friends. Here's the thing, we started out friends. The other option was pretending, which... I don't know how you would get That's that. That's the next thing. It was cool, but it was all pretend. Yes, correct. It's all pretend. Kesha TikTok. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. P. Diddy. <laughs> feeling correct. like I'm dirty um, would also be valid for Kesha, though. <laughs> Kesha, she really. Wake up in she the really morning feeling like I'm dirty. <laughs> she really personified the Nazis era for us millennials. And she also beat TikTok to its name. So, right. But also, she just reminds me of unwashed youths she like just, <laughs> i just feel like she would definitely be the one in a garage smoking cigarettes but like i don't ever remember seeing her clean haired you know like apparently she's, she's mostly actually, like covered in garbage apparently she's actually in very intelligent irl oh i believe that i just mean in her videos she was like covered in glitter old eyeliner and garbage like smash mouth all-star somebody once told me the world is going to roll roll me <laughs> Because you ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Somebody wants to. The Shrek song. Everyone knows it's Shrek. that's when I first heard it, but it was like, what, 2001? So. <laughs> this song, this next song. Yeah. We did it in choir, and oh, every no. time I hear it now, I'm like, in the night, <laughs> like ready to rock. <laughs> the song is Journey Don't Stop Believing, Just a Small Town Girl Living In. A lonely world. South Detroit, the other lyric option, comes later. He's a city oh. boy. Born and raised in South Detroit. Correct. At first up, I was I was afraid. I was petrified. Petrified. Thinking I couldn't live without you by my side. side. <laughs> I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. We were talking about this in the office today, actually. We were talking about how our team could only relate to part of the song. First, I was afraid. I was petrified. And then we cut out. <laughs> Other people in the company can come in. But that's where we leave we're the chest. <laughs> uh, that is Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. A classic heartbreak lyric. So every time I go through a breakup, I listen to that song on repeat. So. Ahem. John Travolta as Danny in Greece. You're the one that I want. I got chills there. Multiplying and I'm losing control. control. It's electrifying. <laughs> this one is for the boys. Sorry, not the song. Nicki Minaj, super bass. This one's for the boys with the booming. It's bass? system. Really? System. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. Top down AC with the system. I mean, amen to the ACs. Um... <laughs> 
that was definitely a song that I had strictly memorized when it first came out. We used to sing this in California all the time. Yeah, but like the beginning of that song for me was <laughs> okay. TLC's no scrubs. If we as millennials get this wrong, we actually have to hand in our millennial cards. <laughs> so yeah, no, I know, no, I know this. A one. Scrub is a guy that thinks he thinks he's fly. He's always looking around like a buster. Okay, here's the lyric I misheard from this song when I was a kid. Are you ready? Okay. I'm talking like this. The, the, when did this song come out? Like late '90s, early 2000s, something like that. '90s, mid '90s. I was seven by the time 2000 hit, so I was not exactly at an age where this would have been in my like musical repertoire when it was released. So okay. I was exposed to it by my sister, and I would hear it. But what I thought they were saying is he's known as a bus stop, which is <laughs> incorrect. I do feel is accurate because he's kind of just like. He's there, you know, if you need a ride, but he's not your most ideal form of transportation. So, Grub is a guy who thinks he's fly and is also known as a bus stop. Yeah, I get it. You get it? So, here we are. Uh, somebody that I know used to think that Daft's Punk's All Night Up All Night to Get Lucky was <laughs> It's a Mexican Party, and there's a part <laughs> that you can hear it. It's a Mexican party, but it's actually I mean, up all night to get lucky. That has to be some sort of named phenomenon when you, like, think someone tells you it's this, and so then you hear it, right? I mean, misheard lyrics, that video that we posted a while ago, but I will happily post again. It's hilarious. It's hilarious for a reason. Mm-hmm. Post it as a reel this time if you can. It's a little different. I don't know. I don't know how to do a reel, so I'm going to leave that to you. Seems like a great opportunity. It's literally, to it's literally a download. Fly, butterfly, fly. <laughs> I know, I'm going to teach you right now. You download the video, and when you go but you to Instagram. you can't download it if you don't own YouTube. Well, YouTube, I don't know how to get the videos off of there, so that's a whole separate issue. But, like, for instance, when I see videos on so- different social platforms, I can download that video. And when you go to post, you press a little plus, it'll give you the option to upload as a reel. But how do you download it if you don't have it? Well, that's not the question, Hannah. <laughs> so okay, so thanks for playing on it. The next song, The Beatles. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. <laughs> Take a sad song and make it better. Uh, can I just say, mm-hmm. across the universe, really overhyped how hot the Beatles were. Super overhyped. Sorry. Yeah. Just no. All right, Oasis, Wonderwall. Oh my God, this, I, 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 never again do I want to hear, anyway, here's Wonderwall. I so, love Wonderwall. It's such a guilty pleasure song, but I love it. Today's gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. Correct. <laughs> By now you should have somehow realized what, what you gotta, gotta do. do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. This is exactly what they wanted. This is the content that they were crying. <laughs> this is what the people asked for. So, next song by the B52s, Love Shack. If you see a faded sign at the side, at of, the the side road, of the road that, that says, says 15 miles to the Love Shack. Correct. Ugh, <laughs> oh, what a time. What an era. What clothes. Ugh. So, the Rembrandts, I'll be there for you, a.k.a. they wrote this for the show, the theme song from Friends. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> um, also, Friends is on HBO Max if anyone is curious. So just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Oh, am I cheerleader? Is it Omi or Oh, am I? 
I think it's Omi, but I don't know. When I need motivation, my one solution hmm, my is one my queen or can be queen. I think it's yeah, yeah, because she stays strong. Because she stays yeah, strong, yeah. yeah. Oh man, this song was absolutely overplayed. <gasps> this was part of the tea that I was. Oh, I couldn't think of it earlier. Okay, I've got it now. Okay, and it's song related because you know, God's good. Hey, sure. <laughs> all the time. Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't he? So the point being, here's the point: we were walking the dogs the other night, right? And this group of teens were oh, sitting youths. in our these youths, these hooligans. They there was a four pack of them, and they were sitting in like the green field area of our local rec center okay and seemed like the kind of thing that you were trying to drink alcohol on the low and like you had your phone to play music like it was very low budget you know very low fi sure, sure, sure. so we walked by the one way and they were being weird and you know kids like <laughs> there's people near us we're gonna be like i don't That's care if you hear us blah, blah, blah. we're not kids we're adults we're adults we say adults so um anyway so we came back and this song was playing okay and i was immediately like time traveled sure also a reference to a previous show go back and watch it time traveled back to like our time and do you want to know what song was playing okay tell me like a g6 like a g6 and i'm like um so i drove a g6 when that song but was released. I just emotionally and wasn't prepared for people who are under 18 to be listening to our music like we listened to 90s music. We have reached the age. I wasn't emotionally prepared. I wasn't, where I wasn't ready. I wasn't kids ready. Kids born in the 2000s are, one, old enough to drink. If they're born Hello. in 2000. And two, can vote. And three... <sighs> have done that thing where they're like, I wish I was born in the 90s. Yeah, except we were never this weird, I will say. None of us were like, you know what I'd like to do is dress like I was born in the 80s. I want to do it. No, the 2000s were a fashion tragedy for a different reason. Mm -hmm. Thank you we very much. We fought to get rid of Jinko. Don't make it come back, please. <laughs> you are running where we walked. <laughs> oh, and now all the stupid, like, they, all the little Gen Z years, they want to bring back skinny jeans and the fall's coming up so they can wear their boots with them. And I'm like, you made your bed. You made Lie it. Lie in it. Lie in it. With your wide leg it. jeans, you heathen. And deal with tuck, wrapping those around your leg. Yeah. And sticking oh, them into boots. Not so fun. Not so fun. Okay. Not so fun. Get some boot cut. That's the whole point. So leave uh. us out of this. Anyway. <clears throat> Rick Astley, never going to give you up, which continues to be a Rick roll to this day. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules. I'm not going to so, lie. I feel like it's in So Do I. I don't know. It is. Just, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. See, here's the thing. I don't think anyone really knows the full song. We all just know that when you click a link, when you click a link online, oh, the, yes, of course. But also when you click any link online, that's not like explicitly saying like, Rick Astley's never going to give you up. It's probably a Rick roll. So just prepare yourself. So, okay. The results, we got 15 out of 15 correct. We scored better than 100% of all the quiz takers. I don't know if it's because it's a new quiz or just because like we are not children. 
Here but at Globo Gym, we're better than you. We know, <laughs> we know it. it. And the title is, or the, the caption for our, our score is Lip Sync Pro. Way to go. You can sing along with the best of them. Grab a mic because it's your time to shine. Well, news flash, BuzzFeed, it's always my time to shine. And second of all, we were already three steps ahead of you and sang the whole time we were taking that quiz. So. 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 You're welcome. All right. <laughs> you're well, late to the party, aren't you? Now that the fun has been had. <laughs> All fun is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, fun. It's time for us to enter Sit the sphere down. of... Honestly, we try to discuss serious topics here at the TCT, but make it lighthearted and fun. So if we're not succeeding at that, don't tell us. <laughs> Please leave us in our delusions. We like it. <laughs> we like it here. Here I have no debt. It's very nice. <laughs> You're the mayor. <laughs> I really am. All right. Mm. I'm the delusional mayor of my dating life. So here we are. We're here. I got and, power. Do, do. and who better to bring us into the main portion of our tea than good old Wendy? No one. Because we've really paid has. her a lot of money to be part of this podcast. And by a lot of money, I mean none. I mean none money. There's there's zero money involved, unfortunately, for her and super unfortunately for us. So. Due to COVID and that woman. Yeah. Very sad. Here we go. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm. Very delicious. Quite. I did a lot of really satisfying AMR off camera. So Asthma, you mean? No, I mean AMR. Okay. <laughs> I well, said what I said. <laughs> she meant it. She ain't none never laid. All right. <laughs> oh, I ain't none never laid. I was in the car the other day and I was having like a quick, like joking back and forth with Luke. And I was like, I said what I said. And with a fake American accent, he went, I did what I did. <laughs> I like, oh, Luke. <laughs> Good for you for joining. <laughs> I knew I married you for a reason. Uh, at least two, hopefully. Um, <laughs> Maybe three. Who could say? Who so could say? anyway, oh. okay. Let's well, by talk the way, advice. quick sidebar because the eight none ever lead reminded me of my purgatory that is flower men because that's why I talked about it. Um, do you remember the, the flower men trend that I discussed of Midwestern men throwing flowers? Yeah. The Sorry, we ain't none ever leave. Yep, 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 Here we are. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we're here and. <laughs> I saw another thing. We're back in the Middle West. I can't tell if this is better or worse because likely, in all these scenarios, the bride agreed to it probably, right? Like, you wouldn't just do something at a woman's wedding, hopefully, that she wasn't Unless aware Unless you're on the TV show Don't Tell the Bride, in which case that's the whole premise. Right. But this was not a TV show. So, right. Right. in this right. case... There's a video I saw on the Reddit, and I think on TikTok, it's, it's circulating. On the Reddit. <laughs> the, the use, this Reddit site. I've heard of this site called Reddit. It's been around for a while, I guess. Um, where the groom, his his entrance, most of them just walk down the aisle, and they get, they get there, and they're like, all right, like right, I'm ready to you know get married and, and do my thing. It's about the bride, typically, right? That's the kind of the star of the show. Well, this groom said, actually, we're both stars. And this is my time. And he did a choreographed dance down the aisle. And it's not that he was a bad dancer. It's just that it hurt my soul very deep inside. What was the song? 
I don't That's remember. What I know. It was like it was a pretty fast paced, like just a dancey song. I have no idea what the song was. I'd have to go back and find it. But it'd be interesting if the lyrics were problematic because I always find that so funny when there's like a massive mismatch. <laughs> it's Hollow Notes, like, Runaway Bride, <laughs> or like or no, it's come, a, come a come a come a come a chameleon. Yeah. <laughs> like so, but it's just really funny when you hear like first dance songs and you're like, did you listen? This is like a grisly breakup song. Are we all here? It's kind of like when Suki walks down the aisle to Ella Fitzgerald yeah. talking about losing her lover. Yeah. <laughs> Love really? the song, but not a great message. So I digress. I don't I don't like it personally. And yeah. no one will be dancing at my wedding during the ceremony portion. No dancing ever. <laughs> we get the exception, you stand still. No, no fun. This is a marriage. It's not fun. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The fun has been seated. <laughs> Um, so what I, what I will say is I saw another wedding video where the procession of the bridesmaids and groomsmen, instead of walking down together, they each did something kind of like silly with each other. So one girl pretends to like hit the groomsmen as a golf ball and he like rolls for like one and then they they turn around and they like chest bump. And it was funny. It was just funny. And it was funny because they were all attractive. So (laughs) that helps. But it was, it was like, it was fun for them. It wasn't like everyone did something different. So it was like, oh, that's like kind of cute. I I still won't do that. But I didn't cringe at that. But that would be fun for like a reception entrance. Like that's what I would think of as like, that's a hilarious way to do it. I also find it really cringy when they announce the whole bridal party coming into the reception. I think it's weird. Like the bridesmaid? I feel like, did that happen to us? Yeah. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. 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 I blocked that out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because to me, like, you, it's not about you, first of all. So you come in and then, you know, like, you do your silly thing, it's funny, whatever, and then they're like, now presenting for the first time, blah, 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 you know, Mrs. and Mrs. DiCaprio, and then Leo and I walk in, and... <laughs> Mrs. and Mrs. DiCaprio. <laughs> you, Mr. Leo's Mr. had a sex change. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the only way he'd be interested in me, to be honest. <laughs> you live in the same city, anything could happen. <laughs> I'm doing what I gotta do. So, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> my mother she won't get off my back about this marriage make it work designers <laughs> oh my god love you oh, I love you Tim anyway we're here and we're gonna talk us- about advice <laughs> the first of which being hey Emma and Hannah get your podcast together and we said no <laughs> we looked destiny right in the face and we said not today <laughs> maybe not tomorrow today. but i'm busy so it really just depends on my schedule and my so. schedule's really full <laughs> i'll be honest with you so, um as we discussed hannah and i are each going to ask a question now that we wish we would have asked preceding some major life event in the past let's say up to five to ten years ago because we have yeah hindsight and wisdom now and then we're going to and we're going to answer those ourselves because at this point we probably should know the answer and if we don't that is just because i'm still in therapy and then we're going to ask each other two questions hopefully one to two depending on how much time it takes us to answer because i don't know if you guys know this but hannah and i are like a little talkative i don't know if that's become clear to anybody someone the other day i was i was serving at church and somebody was like yeah it wasn't a great moment for you to say something because uh you know we just weren't i wasn't sure if everybody could hear you and i'm like literally that's never happened to me that's never never in my life never someone been like i didn't catch that i'm sorry i couldn't hear you usually like like, i'm right here is usually the response like you know the like completely spaced out look i was like 
people could potentially not hear me. What? Who <laughs> <laughs> am I? So, so advice. Yes, and then then we will each ask each other a one to two questions yeah. about things that we feel could potentially help us in the future, which we might not know the answer to. Maybe we're pondering it. Maybe we're not sure. Who can say? Exactly. And obviously we always want this to feel like you're the third or potentially third and fourth, depending on who you're listening with. Friends. Maybe the 10th. Huh? Yes. Hello. <laughs> it's a long dining table. We're all here. 100. We don't mind. It's Food just like a stadium. Room. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's fine. We've rented out a field. It'll be like Gloucester. It's fine. It's fine. We're Joel Alstein. So, so. <laughs> fine. We're Joel Alstein. We're flying you in on a plane. It's a whole thing. So Tickets here's the point. Now. Here's the point. The point is. <laughs> Tell us the point. We want it to feel like you are our friend because we do this podcast as friends. So we don't want it to feel anything like a random selection of topics. Like it's always stuff that we we try to make it always stuff that is very relatable to us and things that we're going through or have gone through. So we wanted to do advice because obviously there might be some questions that you guys are asking and you might not have somebody to talk about it with. So and some of it is just for honest questions because we have them. <laughs> we have them. <laughs> so I have I have a lot personally. Um, so some of them are like, like Dunkin' Donuts. Why haven't you sponsored me? <laughs> <laughs> Furthermore, um, you sent Laurent. Hi, I'm right here. I'm just pointing myself out. Hey, what do I need to do? Lay in traffic. <laughs> um, Notice Chanel, me. <laughs> I have a very classic wardrobe. You could also hit me up. Just just putting it out. Right there. So anyway, Lady Gaga, <laughs> Lady Gaga. Yeah, say so the French thing on Lady Gaga. So they're ahead of you. So congratulations. Um, that being said, I went first with the tea. So I would love for you to present your question to yourself. To oh gosh, you wish you had asked others at a time in your life. So I definitely have mentioned at least aspects of this before, but the question that I wish I had asked myself many moons ago, like five years ish, you know, five, 10 year bracket sure. like with an ish. Why am I so interested in unavailable men? That would have been the question that I would have the asked. The eternal question if you're me. Honestly, it's on a scroll somewhere in a tomb <laughs> waiting for Indiana Jones to bust into it and steal it out. Finally! So find the answer. Yeah. Honestly. Yes! <laughs> like, I'm coming, Emma! <laughs> and that's the end. So, that's it. That's it. Actually, stay the, tuned. The, the director decided he didn't want to do any more films after that. So we're yeah. still He was like, Crystal Skull was a mistake, so we're going to win the people back. <laughs> Harrison Ford's coming in in a wheelchair. <laughs> It's really hard to escape traps that way, but we're doing our best. <laughs> he actually gets away from the boulder faster because he just rolls. So, <laughs> um, so, so Hannah. <laughs> so here we are. Why? Please, please answer <laughs> yourself. Why, Hannah, were you so interested in unavailable men? It's because I wasn't ready for a relationship. Okay. And I am a firm believer in working on yourself because what you are ready for is what you'll attract right and so if you're a super unhealthy person and i don't mean like you don't eat healthy i mean like if you have emotional trauma that you're not dealing with emma's just doing an interpretive dance to signify that this is her and what? no uh no one's arguing that's true listen to the lack of argument 
<laughs> so anyway, <laughs> chirp chirp. So they, said, they, they disagreed. So ha, <laughs> the crickets are anyway. They're like, yeah, tell it. <laughs> so, but I, I was, I wasn't ready for a relationship, and so what you have put out what you are putting out into the world Mm -hmm. is definitely what you are attracting Mm -hmm. so if you're in super unhealthy relationships if all of the people that you're interested in are super unhealthy there's probably a piece of you that is super unhealthy and there's the aspect where some people just suck like dating apps for me was just full of sea monsters so it's fine but in general i was definitely attracted to like people in my workplace people in my like social life who were unavailable and that's why i was attracted to them because it was more about getting them to like me than mm-hmm. it was about getting to know them for yeah and, and like feeling special and feeling seen and feeling like right. i have something that nobody else has and therefore they're interested in me mm-hmm. and like i can still remember there was this guy that i worked with he was an e7 at the time mm-hmm. and i was an e5 soon to be e6 and it was the weirdest. You remember I called him Tim Burton? You remember me talking about him? No. It's okay. He wasn't that significant. But the point being, he was like, he was super Tim Burton-y. Like he looked mm. Tim Burton-y. He acted Tim Burton-y. But he was just okay. a weird person. Does that but make I you liked... Helena or Johnny? I think I'm going to go with Helena. But, <laughs> but he, he just like he had this weird aloofness to him. Mm -hmm. And so instead of me going, oh, I really want to get to know you, like, I can't tell you a thing about him. I don't remember a thing. Sure. But I remember spending a lot of energy and focus trying to get him and thinking about him being interested in me, not necessarily, I want to know more about you. Oh, I feel really drawn to you as a person, like none of it. And so, yeah, the unavailable men trope is definitely a thing for me in my life or it was because I wanted to make sure that I was special. And the only way that I felt like I could get that is if someone who didn't like anyone liked me. I get that. My issue is that I choose men who also like everyone. So that's a lose lose. Okay. My question to myself, which of course I already know the answer and I'm specifically referring to early on in relationships, not later when I was well aware of the answer and just ignorant, willfully ignorant to it. My question to me, to me is, am I ignoring obvious red flags for the sake of my validation complex or are the red flags just not showing yet? And it's kind of a, it's, it's yes and no because it's or it's yes and yes rather because i think early it's on yes. it's just <laughs> it's just yes it's very inclusive um i think that i do have a tendency to see the best in people anyway so there are things that i will excuse that maybe i shouldn't but i also think that at the start of relationships especially when you're both on the same page and you want to be dating each other you're only showing a very like the, the you're putting your best foot forward right mm. so your flaws so to speak aren't necessarily coming to light and the thing mm. with sociopaths and narcissistic individuals is that they know how to hide certain traits of themselves that are less attractive, whether they do it intentionally or not, they're sort of giving you the best version of themselves, which is not always a good version, even so. But in this case, I honestly didn't have that many red flags at the start. And Mm -hmm. it really wasn't until about three months in, which I think statistically 
um, statistically, but the, the saying goes, that's as long as a person can like pretend to be somebody else. Yeah. And that's when their true qualities start to come to light. And that's when our differences became something that we couldn't reconcile, even though we still stayed together. So yeah. Um, my answer is yes. <laughs> I did ignore some red flags, but I also think that they were intentionally not being genuine with me. So yeah. I mean, I think it takes two to tango. And I think there are going to be parts to this that are their fault and parts to this that are that are your fault. But I think it's really easy to dissuade yourself of those fears and like push aside the red flags when you start to see them kind of rising a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's I think it's obviously there's definitely part of it that is intentionally someone trying to portray themselves as someone they're not but there's also like a really easy like whack-a-mole mentality of like yeah. that's not a red flag that's not a problem everything's fine like hitting all these we're signs doing so away. great <laughs> everything is wonderful <laughs> just like slapping everybody quite but yeah so yeah me three years ago that's your answer so it's too bad you didn't ask because i mean it, it was funny because i remember feeling very disconcerted at one point a few weeks in and i was like i feel like kind of bad about this i don't know if this is a good idea but i chalked that up to being anxious over entering a relationship again so even to this day i really don't know if that was my gut or if that was me just being irrational maybe both so yeah i can only describe the phenomenon as the ick but i mm -hmm. emma can relay this i'm sure because there would be a point like two or three weeks in and i would just get the absolute ick for whoever I was interested in, as soon as they were interested in me, mm -hmm. which means it wasn't about the person. No. It was about the chase. It was mm -hmm. about something else, or I thought I liked them, but actually I didn't. And so there ha there were circumstances where I tried to push past it and I had like panic attacks, mm -hmm. <laughs> but most of the time I was very much like, as soon as I get the ick, I'm like, yeah. you're out, cut, cut, cut. Um, and I, I think, there are positives and negatives to both approaches, but Emma was the opposite of she would rather be more personable and try to understand what the ick was about and try to work through it. Mm -hmm. And I was immediately like, you're no longer in the running to become America's sex <laughs> model. Like, um, this, this is a thorn because I ran out of roses. So there you go. <laughs> There's no roses today. <laughs> They're on. Daryl's bed, so. Dale. Dale. <laughs> Darrell <laughs> smell like Daryl. <laughs> it's pronounced Darrell. So, um, now we are going to ask each other questions. And Indeed. Here's, here's my thing with giving advice. One. Tell you about giving advice. <laughs> one, my biggest flaw is that I'm perfect and always right. <laughs> no, in, in a real sense. I am very hesitant to give advice in most situations because I think most of us give advice based on personal experiences. Yeah. So I recently had a coworker ask for advice concerning his relationship and I had a real, like, I had to really like come to terms with like, am I giving objective advice here? Because yeah. the person that I have been attracted to at one point, even though now I'm kind of, I'm beyond that, but I recognize that like, I don't want to be diabolical in any kind of way. Motives are like, a murky pool. Right. It's not always easy to suss out which ones are 100% good and which ones are a little bit flimsy so or bad. Ultimately, their issue was I live with this girl. She moved here to live with me. And now 
I'm unhappy because we're just together all the time. And I was like, well, you've only been dating to, for such and such amount of time. It might not be her at all. Maybe it's you. Maybe you weren't ready for this step and you moved too quickly. And taking that physical separation from each other is not a bad thing. It is not. Arguably, no one should move in that quickly. Arguably. Is, it might just be indicative of something you need to work on for yourself, you know? So part of me was like, I'm really trying to give objective advice here. But I'm also like, you were kind of stupid for doing that. Yep, and yep, yep. I'm also recognizing I'm only getting one side of the story. So maybe the red flags you're seeing aren't really red yeah. flags. So, Which is also true in a lot so, of cases. Yeah, I mean, but in general, though, I'm very hesitant to give advice because I am personally a very impressionable individual. And if I get too much advice from too many people, those are the voices that I start to hear. And I told him, ultimately, whatever you do, do it because you want to do it and not because yeah. someone else tried to influence you. Yeah, not because someone told you that this was the thing to do. Right. Yeah. Or was like, well, I wouldn't do that, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Anyway, I would do my best to not give bad advice. And if I do and you take it, I don't know, though. This is my blanket <laughs> statement. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I can't prescribe. Your actions are your own. I don't get the free pens they get. <laughs> <laughs> That's really irritating. I have stickers. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't get the stress balls. <laughs> Come I'm on. Stressed. <laughs> I think it's uh, stressful. All right. <laughs> Here's the point. Uh, yeah, we are we are far from medical professionals, and any advice that we give is given with a caveat that this is our personal opinion. This is our personal experience, and if you believe differently, if you feel differently, that's totally okay. Ish. Debatable. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think you should go first because mine, okay. I think, will be better after we're primed, after we're warmed up, okay. We're, okay. we're in the groove. All right. My first question. Number one. Sorry, if I have gaps here, I'll have to edit out. I'm like choking on iced coffee, so. <laughs> Currently dying. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, my question. And Hannah and I, we have been open about this. We both are of the Christian faith, we would consider ourselves fairly progressive and rather than traditionalist, which is a subjective term anyway. But our point being that this question, that factor will impact your answer. Sure. My question being, how do you reconcile your personal beliefs in an environment where they may not be welcome? Yeah. We were talking about this earlier, actually. Mm -hmm. I think, and I would say this to anybody regardless of religion, which I said to Emma earlier, I think if you believe something to the point that it affects your entire life, because religion is a difficult term. Like, I don't really like a lot of aspects about religion. I, I am a Christian because I believe in God, Jesus, and the relationship that I have there, not because I follow a specific set of liturgical calendars or because mm -hmm. I believe in a specific set of doctrines that have been set down by people who were around in the fourth or fifth century. Like that's not the basis of my faith. So my point being, if you believe something to the point that you are changing your entire life to live based on its tenets, whatever that thing is, it should affect your whole life. So if you're willing to say, I'm going to change all of these things, I'm going to change my entire lifestyle, I'm going to focus on these core beliefs, they should affect every facet of your life. And if they don't affect every facet of your life, to me, 
it signals that you either don't believe as much as you think you might in the core beliefs or that you potentially don't have the core beliefs ironed out in your head. And so you're kind of working off of like a, a semi blotted ledger on what you are and aren't willing to compromise on. Like there are a lot of things that I get wrong as a person, but that doesn't change how I am supposed to think about things. So like making mistakes is, is totally normal and part of life, but I always try to counsel myself when I know I should be doing X and I'm doing Y. Like, I, if I'm going to say that I believe in these things, I need to live like I believe in these things. And even when I'm falling short of that, which happens weekly, daily, et cetera, you still have to run it through that funnel of like, is this actually the right thing to be doing? Um, like, I'll give you a really brief example. And it, it's not meant to big me up because hopefully I'll give you the side of the story. There's a girl who goes to our church who has special needs and she asks me for rides all the time, all the time. And she lives very far away. I know I should give her a ride and I know I should have a good attitude about giving her a ride because I have a car. There's absolutely no reason that I can't take time out of my day to give her a ride. My time is not more precious than hers. There's no reason. When she asks me, I am immediately miserable. I hate it. I don't want to be asked. I don't want to do it. There's no part of me that's like, yay, I love giving rides to the opposite end of the earth. But I do it. And sometimes I don't do it. Like, the, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm so far from perfect. But the point being, like, it's my job to correct myself when I'm getting annoyed that she's talking the whole time that I'm driving or when I'm getting annoyed that I'm going to get home really late. I have to check myself and go, are you are you saying that you are different or more valuable than she is? No. Okay. So get off your high horse and do the favor. So hopefully that wasn't too rambly, but I think it has to affect every area of your life if it's a core belief. And if it's not a core belief, then arguably it, it's not the focus that the ideal of a religion would be. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, I think that we should clarify, this does not mean that we're saying go out and proselytize to your coworkers if they have admitted or not admitted, have made it clear to you that they're not interested in such and such. To me, it's, you need to reflect it in your actions more than in what you're saying to people. Yeah, like, I, I think there's a time and a place to talk about your beliefs and to share them with people. But it's about people being open to that. Like you shoving your beliefs down somebody's throat is never going to be helpful because you're never going to argue someone into believing something. Mm -hmm. You can argue someone into thinking something, but belief has an emotional aspect to it. Like there's so much more to it than just like shoving a bunch of logical points down someone's throat. Mm -hmm. So I think, again, in an environment that it's not very welcome in, that's not necessarily an invitation for you to start debate club. Like it is more so, are you living the way that your beliefs dictate that you should be living and that needs to be apparent to anybody Mm -hmm. and and again like i am so far from perfect on this like i get really nervous about even talking about going to church on the weekends at work because i just i don't want people to think that i'm going to judge them or to think anything weird and i need to get better and stronger about just saying this is what i do on the weekends and this is how i feel and knowing that if I am who I say I am, and if I believe what I say I believe, then my actions will show people that I am not judgmental, that I 
believe in um, everybody's value that I, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm Emma and I approve this message. <laughs> All right, Hannah. Mine Provide is an, an, an avenue to give you some wisdom. <laughs> Please do. Uh, mine is something that I've been chewing on like a cow with some cud over the last few weeks. Am I just eating because I'm bored? <laughs> Am I just eating because I'm bored? <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so there I was with a bag of chips. <laughs> so yeah. I... I've been thinking quite a lot about because a lot of my friends are having kids and a lot of my friends already have kids. I've been thinking a lot about what it looks like to have a kid in the near future. So in the next few Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. and I'm strongly debating back and forth in my head, Mm -hmm. the biological realities of having children. Like I am going to be 30 in a couple years. I am going to have a limited amount of time. You know, I didn't start popping kids out when I was 22. So like, I'm gonna have a limited amount of time where it is less problematic. So not impossible, but just less problematic for me to be pregnant than I maybe would have if I'd started earlier, which I don't regret. But I'm also looking at the other side of the coin going, well, actually there's a lot of places I wanna travel and I wouldn't be able to do that if we had kids. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, like fun friend things that I still want to do. There's a lot of, I think the thing that I think about the most is just travel because I know that like my family did not get to go everywhere that they wanted to go. And when my dad did travel, he basically just like left us, like left me behind and went and traveled with his friends. So I definitely wouldn't want to do that to our kids, but I I'm chewing on in my head, like, what is an acceptable amount of time to wait for me? I'm, I don't think there's a time that is magical that everybody has to have kids by. But biologically, there are realities that you can't ignore as a woman. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm getting close to where I'd like to have kids, but I'm not there. And I want to make sure that I don't get so excited about having kids that I miss out on experiences that I really want to have. But I also don't want to let a fear of missing out on those experiences keep me from having kids, mm-hmm. kids, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, our situation is unique in that we sacrificed many of our younger years to the military and that did not allow us the freedom to go and do the things we wanted to do yeah. until a certain age. And that's just, I don't regret it. I'm glad that I did it. I know you feel the same way. And, and that's just the reality. And so there's no reason to harp on like, oh, if only I had started sooner, right? Yeah. Like we can't even, like that's not, it has to become irrelevant. So here we are now, we're both 28. I used to think 25 have a kid, but my mom started when she was 24, 25 and then 27, she had me. And that was the norm for our parents, right? I personally think that if there's a chance that you're going to, you're going to, I want kids. We both want kids. I get that. If there's even a chance that I anyway would look at my kid and think, man, if I had just waited a few years, I could have done all these things. I love you, but I'm always going to think that when I look at you, Mm. then that's not a situation I want to find myself in. Yeah. So I would rather wait until 35, you know, because viably women can have children 40 and beyond. 
it's less likely, but up, I would say up until 40, your chances are still pretty good. Like, yeah, half your eggs are gone, but you know, you were born with all the ones you were going to have and your prime age was like 16. So like, let's be realistic about this. You know, like who's, who is responsibly having children at 16? Hardly anybody in yeah. the, in the West. So yeah, I would say I would much rather check off my bucket list for the things that I can do now when I need the, the youth and then save the ones that I can't, that I can't afford to wait on for when my kids are gone because you don't die, you know, after you have kids, yeah. you know, your life begins again, so to speak, after they've left the nest and there's still opportunity to do things. I think it just becomes more of like a priority of like, what's the highest on my list as far as things I want to do for myself where I can still afford to be selfish. And then what can I afford to wait on? You know, yeah. like, taking a, a cruise around the world, I can probably do that when I'm in my 60s and be fine with that, you know? Yeah. But working in Paris, I have to do that now. So yeah. I don't know exactly what the question is, but for me, I have had to reprioritize career over kids right now. And it's it's a new place. I'm still forging those waters. Like it's, it's interesting. We, we teetered a couple of times. I lost an oar once. I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? And then I found it and I was like, oh, we're good. Oh, and, <laughs> but honestly, like, I would just hate to find myself in a position where I resent my child. Yeah. So, well, and I think I'm, I'm really blessed. Like I, I already live in Europe. Like I've already done a lot. I think the biggest thing is there are a few more trips I want to take. There are a few more experiences I want to have mm -hmm. with either friends or just my husband and I before we have kids. Cause I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm weird. I really don't want to travel with our kids anywhere except by car until they're like five or six, because mm -hmm. I, I just, I just think it's so stressful. Like I think the kids are stressful to other people. I think it's stressful to the kids. I think it's stressful for the parents. Like nobody's happy in an airplane with baby scenario. So I just like, I don't think that I want to be traveling that extensively until they're a little bit older. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that I get to have some fun experiences before I settle into mum life. And then, you know, we can integrate our kids into traveling and, and I want those experiences for them. So for sure, we'll be taking them here, there and everywhere. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it's, it's good. It's good advice. Good goodness there. Mm, looking at the imperfect so um obviously i do everything correct <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much this is the most correct i've ever been in my life uh, i was watching an episode of the nanny and donald trump starred and i was like ooh. <laughs> it was in the Problematic. 90s i get it like, <laughs> yeah so um yeah personally i don't want to miss out on the joys of motherhood because it's something i've always wanted but i also I'm just like, if I, I have to think like, if I found out that I was pregnant, what would be my first reaction right now? And horror is the only thing that comes to mind. So yeah, that's how I know I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> do we want to do our second questions or should we cut it? I think we should squeeze in one more. Okay. One more each or just one more total? One more each. Okay. My turn, right? Okay. I ask. Yes. I am the asker. <laughs> it me, the asker. <laughs> I'm here okay. to ask. <laughs> okay. Let's imagine a world where we don't have access in to- In a world. In a world. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever beat that intro, to be honest. I'm sorry, guys. I it was so, so good. <laughs> oh, I peaked. So, um, 
in a world in this scenario we don't have access to mental health facilities we can't go to therapy we maybe can get medication but we just we don't have therapists and right we don't have the health care that provides us that luxury at this time right, right, right so how do we as these types of people learn to get over the hump of for our specific scenario let's say or for me more specifically i guess how do you deal with what did i write down it specifically how do you without therapy grow enough to not lean on attention external attention to validate yourself you know yeah. so take it away i think people underestimate the value of community a lot and i think that especially when you go to therapy you can't look at therapy like it's going to be a fix it mm -hmm. like a that was easy button will appear at the end and like it's done i have been waiting <laughs> i have ordered it so many times on amazon and they have not delay, delayed delayed delay. ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous yeah, you take, quit. it's with you it's absurd <laughs> you take it to space <laughs> um yes he did and <laughs> second of all virgin galactic is the coolest name ever <laughs> I rest my um, case. <laughs> that's just what they call Mary in the Catholic Church. Virgin Galactic. <laughs> so anyway. So anyway, I, I would say, though, like, and I think I've said this before, therapy is not meant to be a fix it. Like, it's not a surgery. It's a, it's, if anything, like how to meditate. Like it's a yoga class that you learn the moves, but you have to keep doing the moves to stay flexible. Like going to therapy, unless you go for the rest of your life is not a fix mm -hmm. because it doesn't fix you because you have to fix you. Like you have to make choices that are different. So having community, I think is so important. Having people who are speaking truth into your life, having people who are giving you I would say honest advice that you can trust. And that's not always true of friends. Like sometimes they're great friends, like they're lovely people, but they give you terrible advice because that's what they think or that's what they want or that their what experience. What are you trying to say? What are you implying? <laughs> but we've had friends before where like any advice that they give you, you just like Awful. take the salt and you throw it over your shoulder. Like, like so it has nice. nothing to do just, with anything. Just through the ear. like it. Yeah, like, you know, those like really tacky rednecky straw things that they sip beer through. You just like take it all the way through that and out the other side. Bye bye. So, yeah, it, it it's really important to have community and it's really important to have people in your life who are investing in you and who are checking in on you. And it's important to if you're looking for ways to not get attention, it's important to hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Like when you start, it's the same thing as what I was talking about earlier. Like when I start doing something that I know is inconsistent with what I want to see in myself, I have to check myself. I can't rely on somebody else to check me two weeks later in a therapy session. Like I have to go in that moment, I'm making a bad choice here and I need to make a better choice. And slowly behavioral change happens, but it's not an instant fix and it's going to require sacrifice. Like, I don't know any successful therapy that doesn't require you to sacrifice how you're thinking about something, what you're wanting to achieve or something in between to get the desired outcome. So if it's attention, you're going to have to sacrifice getting attention from other people. And that's going to be a withdrawal. Like there's not going to be an easy way to swallow that apart from just accepting it and remembering that as you're annoyed by it or as you want attention, you have to reinforce yourself. You have to say to yourself, I am good enough without external validation. I am good. I am valuable. I am loved. I don't need 
attention from internet people or I don't need a guy at a quickie mart to hit on me to know that I am valuable. And it's a lot easier said than done. But I think having genuine friends, genuine community where you are involved and where people know you truly, because it's really, really easy to be in superficial friendships. Uh, that that's the key outside of therapy. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, folks. Big thumbs up. Let's do our last question. The ultimate question that I have for you. Yeah, this question is when are you moving to Paris? So we can talk like this all the it time. It will be ideally tomorrow, um, but I must unfortunately wait to be hired, whatever that means. Possibly next Tuesday. Income. Next day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So <laughs> my actual advice question is, I have been thinking a lot, I've been thinking a lot about, like I said, kids, family, all that. And I've been thinking a lot about going back to work after having kids. Mm-hmm. And I think because of how I was raised, I was raised basically by a single mom. So I would never consider it possible to not work. Like, it's never been a thought process that I've had. Like, I've never sat there and gone, I'm going to work until this point, except for retirement. Like, I know that a lot of women have kind of a plan until they have kids, and then the plan might change, or it might be like, oh, I'll stay at home, or oh, I'll work part-time so that I can be around. And I maybe it's because I didn't want kids for so long that I, like, never thought about those possibilities. I just always thought I'd be working. But I'm thinking about it now, and I'm thinking... I don't think I want to stop working, Mm -hmm. but I want some sort of a balance where I'm working probably part-time from home, even though I'll be working full-time so I can be around for my kids because I don't want to miss their entire lives being devoted to work because work doesn't love you back. Like being devoted to your work is important to provide the service that is required of you, but is not going to love you back. It's not going to give you a life like spending 60 years devoting your life to work. It, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not going to give you the same benefit as devoting your life to people. But the point being, I want to find some sort of a balance, but I have no idea what that looks like, but I'm almost certain, like, I, I can't conceive of a world where I don't work, like where I just stay at home. And I, I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I just, I don't, I don't think I would survive it because I'm very, if I let myself stay at home because I'm an introvert, I will just retreat into a shell of doing nothing and enjoying it and not worrying about anyone else and not thinking about anything else and just being in my own bubble. And I don't think that would be healthy for my kids either. So I want to find a balance of being around, being involved but I'm not sure exactly what that's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. MLM. <laughs> Hear me out. You sell cosmetics on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, would, you I, would, like? I would throttle you if you did that. No, I think that realistically, you're just going to have to be comfortable being in a career that isn't your dream career at that point. Because, Or you need to be so advanced in your career that it's okay for you to take a step back for a little while, which in that timeline is unlikely. You know, like let's say you want to be a therapist or a psychologist and you know, that's a pretty, I mean, like, I don't know the ins and outs. Maybe you can choose how many clients you see in a day. Maybe you can be more selective in that field. But I think in all likelihood, up until a certain point, 
you're just going to have to be comfortable either choosing a path that isn't maybe the one that you had intended on, but allows you the freedom to work part-time from home or sacrifice that, you know? Yeah. And it's a, it's definitely a conversation you have to have with yourself and with your husband. And, you know, that's a totally different. I think it's hard for us because we don't know the direct love of children, you know, like it's probably overwhelming. And, you know, like if you can lift a burning car as a woman to save your child, you can probably take a step back from your career for a little while, but <laughs> who can say? Um, who can say? Well, for- and the thing is like, I, I think my job now is such a blessing for that reason because I really, really like it and I didn't expect to like it as much as I like it. And it gives me a flexibility that if I'd gone down the path that I wanted to go down with psychology, which maybe at some point I will, like who knows, I don't think I would be in this position. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm again, I'm super blessed because in the UK you get a year off for maternity leave and they hold your job Cries for you. in 16 weeks <laughs> and you hold and they hold your job for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's impossible for them to fire you because you got pregnant mm-hmm. so I think they call that discrimination <laughs> but i'm an american so i don't know <laughs> well and i was thinking about like when i was a contractor like you got three weeks of maternity leave mm-hmm. you got three weeks insanity so anyway insanity. all that to say I, I definitely agree that like, I will be taking a step back. I think I'm, I'm more concerned about like, I don't want to miss my kids' childhoods, but I don't see myself staying at home. You and I both know, because we're alike in this way, we will strangle those kids if we're stuck with them all day, yeah. day in, yeah, we, day we, out. Sorry, we no, I, I need to leave. I have to go. Me, we bye. Want, so. We want life for them. Yes. We want them to live. We want you to live. So mommy has to go bye-bye for a little while. Yeah. Because I want to love you still. So. I don't want to hang you at a window at 10 a.m. Oh. I don't want to do it. Which is why daycare was invented. So, I mean, like, we were both raised by single moms who worked. And yeah. I don't remember ever feeling like my mom never missed important functions. So, yeah. maybe I was in daycare. Maybe I was being babysat by someone. Or maybe I was with myself. Whatever. I personally, I think that's a parent's guilt. I think if you do it correctly and you're there for your children when it really, really counts... I don't know that they'll really notice that much that you're away at work because they don't know anything different, you know? So that's definitely like an internal reconciliation you'd have to deal with more than like your kids being like, oh, well, mom's not home every single hour of the day and therefore I am being deprived. So you're like, (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) No. Um, I love you better when you're in daycare for a little while, honey. So... I mean, like, mummy's a better mummy when you go visit your nanny for a couple of hours, <laughs> days, whatever. So, I mean, Weeks. like, who can say? <laughs> months, I don't know. No, because like my mom, oh, my <laughs> I was with my grandma a lot of the time, and yeah. that was it. Was like some of the best days were spent in the summer hanging out at her house. You know, like, so it's not as if we were with strangers. So I'm just saying yeah. that. I think that's just parental guilt that takes hold of us because there's a societal expectation of what mothers should be doing. And if you're not doing this, you're not raising your kids correctly and therefore they grow up to be fuck boys. And that's just not true. So God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will have me to reckon with young man. Absolutely not. So <clears throat> anyway, and it's funny because my career I want to be with the UN and I wouldn't say that that's a very like, yeah, go ahead and take as much time off as you need kind of job. So it's like, they have more human rights than most 
it's true. I mean, companies. it's kind of it's kind of so. the whole point, right? <laughs> so anyway, um, good questions. I think all around, uh, we tried our best to answer objectively, but once again, we were all shaped by our experiences and our philosophies. So we are of the human variety, and we make mistakes. Kind of. Everybody makes mistakes. I mean, Everybody has those days. I'm triggered. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this hour and some probably up to an hour and a half maybe hour 15 who can say we're getting pretty good at limiting our episodes who to a very specific say. you know we so. are trying and we will continue to try we will not always say we will continue to succeed but we will continue to try Ta-da. honestly like i get sad when my favorite podcasts end so i'm like i wish they had talked for another 30 minutes so if that's you Ta-da! And if it's not you, shh, quiet, 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 quiet. You're so loud. Whisper You're just, just say very quietly. Go over there and go 10 feet away and then whisper it. No, I'll tell you my favorite thing, and this is definitely how we should end. Okay. It was when my husband and I were dating. It's an in-betweeners reference, which I've never seen in-betweeners, but he loves it. Okay. It's a British comedy. I've never seen it. You don't either. have to watch it. It's fine. I won't. So... He was telling me something about feedback that I thought he'd said, but obviously it was a reference. Okay. So if you have anything negative to say, Mm -hmm. anything at all, any criticism, anything you really want me to change or do differently, make sure you get a piece of paper and you write it all down. Be as detailed as possible. Fold the paper and then put it in a bin, any bin. It'll get to me. And you heard Hannah and I say the bin portion of that. <laughs> Put Sounds it in a bin. Any bin. Any bin. It'll, it'll find its way to me. me. <laughs> Want to go to the dump? It'll get to me. It'll get to me. Get to me. So. so if you have any so. criticism for us, write it all down. Be very thoughtful and detailed. And then put it in a bin. Any yeah, bin. bin. Like, get go outside. There's so many to pick from. Just pick that one. The blue one is nice. Do that. That's recycling. Use the green one. It'll get to us. Wait, paper, you can recycle that. It's paper. Feel free. Feel free to do whatever you want. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that being said, I am Hannah, and I am Emma. Oh, that's the tea.